G'day listeners and welcome back to the Keep League for another week. Uh, we've just uh, finished round one and uh, yeah, we saw some uh, pretty decent fantasy scores, a few tragedies as well and uh, yeah, round one had it all, didn't it Case? It did, it was a good weekend to be a uh, rock pig owner with uh, 166 <laughs> leading the way for my side but uh just some of the stuff coming out of the AFL media the last, you know, 48 hours, you know, Crow season's done, Melbourne yeah. season's done. Right them all off. Cam McCarthy's the greatest forward that's ever played the game. Just pump the brakes. It's only been one week of footy and same goes with fantasy stuff. Just, you know, hold firm. Don't get too too worried if someone didn't score a ton the first week. It's okay. Yeah. There's still plenty of time left in the season for, for your selections to come good. But really over-celebrate if, some, over-celebrate if someone did get a ton oh, or someone mate, did go big. I can't see Rocky <laughs> having less than 150 this year. <laughs> all right. All right. We better, uh, we better get stuck in because we've got a heap to get through uh, in this podcast. So uh, I guess we'll kick it off with the breaking news case. Yeah. So obviously the, the sad thing out of the weekend was uh, three ACLs. So... Um, as someone who's suffered one, it's just a pain in the ass injury. Just uh, puts you behind the pack for quite a while. And uh, yeah, so Tommy Dude, Ed Vickers, Willis, and Alex Rance all gone, unfortunately. And then uh, Ben Ainsworth, who was uh, one that we talked about a bit in the preseason as a potential breakout, he's out for four to six weeks. Yeah, that's disappointing. Which is uh, sad for him too. But if we look at the guys who are out injured, Hef, who who do we think that might affect? You know, looking at Tom Dude for for a start. Yeah, right. Well, we think uh, if Duda's out, then it's it might be a key uh, position player, more of a key position player that they replace him with. So I guess yep. Hardikin or Otten is the uh, the offer. The sorry, the uh, the obvious ones that are going to come in. But uh, it could mean someone like Kelly or Luke uh, Brown when he comes back could play more of an intercept role. So they could yep. see a bump there, maybe. Yeah, I'm quite keen on seeing what Jake Kelly does the next couple of weeks. Not because he's probably one that's on a few waiver wires if if you play in that format. So one to look out for. And then obviously, yeah, once Luke Brown comes back, it could be a big scoring bump for him. Uh, Richmond, Alex Rance, is there anyone we like there for his his spot? Uh, I don't really see too many people having much of an impact because he's not a huge scorer himself, but it probably just means Bolter stays on the side. So, yep. I don't know, it might be handy if you're really struggling for bench cover or something, but not someone who want to start in the park. Yeah, and your man, Ed Vickers-Willis? Yeah, I don't know how he's my man, but he might <laughs> he might pave the way for my actual man, which is Paul Ahern. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, he gets in. They might have to spend another week in the resies because well, I, I don't think the VFL has actually started yet. I think he did play a trial on the weekend, but... Yep. Uh, yeah, he might need a bit more of a run. I'm not sure. It was a bit of a surprise uh, omission, I guess. But yeah, uh, we'll have was. to wait and see. And hopefully, he does get back in the side soon. And uh, Benny Ainsworth, uh, probably you could look at someone like Will Brody or, yeah. God forbid, Nick Holman. He did play every <laughs> game last year, as it said on the AFL website. But yep. yeah, someone like a Brody or uh, even Corey Ellis uh, didn't play on the weekend. Yeah, that I'd like to see him. In there. Yeah, so yeah. there's a few people that could be taking some spots. But uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Come the teams uh, starting tomorrow night. Let's get into the recap of round one. So, first up on the Thursday night, we had Richmond versus Carlton, and I had a close look at this game, so I'm just going to quickly go through some guys I like the look of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Newman looked pretty awesome. Um, I'm hoping he can keep that kind of uh, scoring up. We, we gave us a bit of a scare in JLT uh, 2, yep. and uh, I think it scared a lot of people off of him, but yeah, hopefully he keeps up that scoring. Uh, Sam Walsh got what I expected, really, about the 87. I thought he was going to be mid-80s, and I think he'll average those numbers uh, this year. Zach Fisher with a solid 
at 84. Um, he used the ball very well. Uh, it should be in Carlton's best 22 for a long time to come as well. So yep. hats off to the keeper owners there of Zach Fisher. Well done. Uh, Will Setterfield had a mid-70 score, um, which is better than I expected after the JLT. So he was uh, nothing to sneeze at and pretty handy if you've got him in your side. Yeah. For the Tigers, um, Jack Graham, he looked to have overcome his injury rows of last season, basically. He turned up and uh, looked really promising. Jack Higgins at 83. He kicked three goals, though, so he's not going to kick that amount of goals each week, I don't think. Mm-hmm. If you're going to average three goals, you're going to probably be winning the Coleman. Yep. So, uh, yeah, maybe not uh, every week. So, I don't know. I'm not sure. He seemed to be playing a bit more still up forward quite a bit of the game. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see with that one. Maybe not getting those midfield minutes that we'd like. And, uh, yeah, the last person who really impressed me for uh, uh, Richmond, I guess, was uh, Jaden Short. And he also played well just scoring 83 points. Out of those guys, I really wanted to buy some stocks in Jack Graham. Because yep. uh, he was one that I really did like the look of coming into the preseason. But obviously yeah. had these injury concerns. Um, you know, late last year into the into this preseason, and just for him to come out, I know it's only against Colton, but rack up a ton there. I think that just uh, shows that he is on the right trajectory, and is one that if he's available, I'd be I'd be plucking for sure in a waiver, or I'd be trying to sneak in and hopefully, uh, yeah, maybe get unders for him at this time of year. I'm not sure, but he's one that I really do like. Cool. So you had a look at the uh, Collingwood and Geelong game. I did. Yeah, um, Friday night footy. Uh, Look, Tommy Stewart, uh, 102 there. He looks set for, set for some really big scores, especially while Zach Tui's still out. Yep. Uh, kicking duties, all of that. And uh, he's one that's going to be a really good defender, especially early on in the season when there's no uh, real contest for his spot. Yep. Uh, Reese Stanley would have been a great pickup late in a lot of drafts for a lot of people with 85. Actually scored one more point than uh, Brody Grundy. So outperformed yeah, the best right. ruckman in the game. And he, if he can do that every week, he's going to be great, you know, uh, Potential ruckman if you if your legs quite uh, running short in rucks or sure. even a utility spot. Charlie Constable is one I also like the look of. Yep. He just looks like an absolute jet and will be an absolute A grader for plenty of years. He had eighty two and yeah one that uh, yeah basically his stocks rose a lot. Um, Looking over to Collingwood, uh, James Aish just kind of snuck up and had an 85. Yeah, right. Someone we didn't really talk about much in the preseason. Yeah. He was actually putting together some score, some good scores late last year. Yeah. It's just good that he actually uh, managed to to keep that going this this jail um, this preseason. Sorry, this season proper. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he looks like he's actually started off quite well. Uh, Jordan Dugowie, so yeah. only 54. Is capable of this, but he just looked out of touch. Looked like he hadn't touched the footy for a while, and that's probably true because he had that uh, interrupted injury, uh, interrupted preseason with injury. Sorry, and I just kind of give him a month. So if you're owning yep. him, don't don't uh, don't worry too much. You know, there's it's almost what I was expecting with Jack Graham, but it happened to be Jordan Degoe who had that that uh, issue with you know coming back from injury. So yep. don't don't get too worried just yet if you're a Degoe owner. Yeah, Dugowie worries me. Like, I just, well, it doesn't worry me. I just don't think he's going to go get those big scores until he actually becomes a full-time midfielder. But, you know, with how effective he's up forward, I don't know if he's actually going to do that. And with Collingwood's midfield, it might be a bit uh, tough. But, uh, yeah, 54 is still a bit low for Jordan Dugowie, and I reckon he can go bigger. Yeah. Hef, run us through it. Was this the happiest day of your life? Oh, it was up there. <laughs> The, Top birth five? My, the birth of my son was, was all right. But, so, uh, second. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, yeah, again, we only beat Melbourne in round one. So, uh, yeah, but we'll move on. Um, I made the trip over to Melbourne to have a look at this game and, uh, yeah, just a few players that caught my eye. So, uh, Melbourne, there wasn't a lot to actually write home about, but uh, Jake Melksham is someone who went late in a lot of drafts, uh, looked uh, pretty solid with not much of a preseason as well and so yep. scored 81. So, if he can do that off the back of not training much uh, in the last few weeks, uh, imagine what he can do with a bit of fitness under the 
the belt. Uh, Ryan Burton, I'm not, not sure where his 93 came from. Yeah. He didn't show anything in the JLT and then round one hits and bam, yep. he is in. So, uh, yeah, well done to the Burton owners. Uh, Jack Watts, really impressive uh, playing that sweeping roll across half box, back. Sorry, Just uh, really suited him. Uh, and, yeah, just scored, you know, just chipped away to 92, take a Marks cross half back and uh, using the ball well. So I was really happy with his performance. Uh, Willem Drew, handy 86. Just uh, worry about Ollie Wines coming back this week. It might affect him a little bit. Uh, Xavier Dersma, uh played. Um, so he started half back and then uh, spent some time on the wing for a 71. And he just plays a real fantasy friendly game. So mm. I like the look of the Dersmar going forward. Question with Port if uh, Wines comes back this week, who actually misses their spot? Oh, geez, that's hard. Um, perhaps someone like Carl Amon. Perhaps I don't think Drew. We can drop Drew after that performance, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. I don't really know. Everyone really played really well on the weekend, so mm. yeah, not sure. And Justin Westhoff just killing it. Coming yeah, into game two fifty. Yeah, just hasn't stopped, does he? Yep. And if you've got him as your ruck, uh, yeah, don't stress about not spending too much time on the ruck <laughs> this year because he's still going to be scoring pretty well. Big time, happy days. All right, yeah, well, I had the pleasure of having a look at the Crows Hawthorne game, and your boy, oh, the Warpedo. What a man. He was bloody good. He yeah. had 101, was kicking snags, and he actually looked really good. Like, Lived up to the hype. Had his hair cut, which look, you know, <laughs> actually made him look like a respectable member of society, which was great. But he was really impressive, not just from fantasy scoring, but he was great to watch playing, yeah. playing on the weekend. Yep. As was my boy, James Cousins, 98 for a guy basically playing, you know, really his first year. He played a couple of games last year, but... Uh, 98 points, a couple snags, six tackles. Yeah, just seems to have locked that spot into the, yeah, the midfield like the look of role him. there. So he's one who if, uh, is potentially still available on a few waivers. I'd be jumping on very early. Um, and Jarman Impey, they just kept kicking it to him, the Crows. So yeah. he actually scored quite well. He, well, okay, at a 69. But yeah. he looked like he's really locked down that half-back role, which could be very handy, you know, at some stage through the year if you, you know, need bench cover or back cover or whatever it might be. So he's uh, progressing quite nicely. Yeah. As for the Crows, the rat was everywhere. 31 touches and 22 kicks, which is the kick-to-handleball ratio we love here on the Keeper League. And looked pretty good for his 97 and yeah. uh, looks to have uh, basically cemented his spot in the side. Uh, Jake Kelly, as we touched on earlier, had 74, which uh, probably might show around the scoring he's capable of, especially with Dude out and you know a bit of cover with uh, Hardigan or Otten coming in. So yeah. he might be one to monitor over the next couple of weeks. Did he too. take a few kick-ins? Uh, yeah, a couple. Yep. So he was. Uh, he, he's actually going to be quite handy yep. so and uh wayne miller uh tracking nicely with my uh, top 10 call with a 91 and he sl- started that game quite slowly he wasn't setting the world on fire and really got going late so yep. uh, can show that he can score which is uh very exciting if you own him Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to move on to the Western Bulldogs versus Sydney game. Now, I didn't see a lot of this because I was flying back from uh, Melbourne after a great day at the uh, at the MCG. But, uh, yeah, I'll go through a few things that I heard and a few observations that I noticed from looking at the uh, fantasy scores. So, yeah, Aaron Norton, uh, I heard he looked pretty good up forward for uh, 79 points, and that could be, I guess, the change of role could be uh, good for his fantasy game. Uh, Caleb Daniel scored well as well, and we kind of mm-hmm. saw that all preseason in the last year. I'm assuming he still played across that halfback, but, again, I'm not 100% sure because I didn't see the game. Uh, good to see Tim English uh, get some time in the ruck by the looks and uh, put up a respectable 66. Yeah. A lot better than what we were uh, fearing in a couple, like, a few weeks ago. So. Yeah, especially against a good ruckman in Callum Sinclair. It's um, not, yeah. a bad, not a bad start. Yeah, and Tom Papley, uh, it's good to see him put together a, yeah. a decent fantasy score. Um, come away with a 92. And uh, Callum Mills, uh, 73 isn't, uh, wasn't the worst score in the world. Um, but yeah, not a lot to write home about Sydney. So mm. not sure how they're going to go this season. Not a good night for them at all. Nah. 
Someone who did have a good night was the Brisbane Lions, and they actually looked very exciting. They, uh, yeah, we were kind of neck and neck with West Coast for a while. West Coast broke away, then all of a sudden Brisbane went bang. Yeah, it was a good game. It was. And uh, Beast Mode, an 80. Yeah. What's he doing to me? He's really teasing me, and I'm not sure if I like it. <laughs> but could he have arrived? I'm not sure. But, you know, if, he would have gone very, very late in some drafts, if not drafted at all, which happened in our original Keeper League. Like, could he have arrived? Could he actually have locked his spot in the side and actually potentially be an okay scorer? I'd like to wait and see, but uh, he's one to keep an eye on. Sure. Dan Rich uh, scored very well with 101, but as we've found, you know, over the years when Brisbane play well, Daniel Rich seems to score well. Yeah. Obviously, the kicking duties help him as well and and Brisbane's game style. So Yeah, he looks um, juicy this year. He does look very juicy. And one guy I've got plenty of time with is Big Bags, Hugh McLuggage. He just looks all class and warmed up on the weekend with a 92. Yeah. And I'm just waiting him for him to go absolutely bang this year. He's going to be a jet. Could be soon. Yeah. Oh, Dom Sheed, what can't this man do this year? Another another big ton, 133. He's taking his game to the next level. Absolutely. I know we're waiting on Gaff to come back just to make sure that, you know, this is all legit. But, you know, West Coast looked pretty disappointing at stages, uh, you know, on the weekend. And I know they have a few people out, but Sheed was really leading the pack there and just looks a genuine scorer. Yep. The one thing that really stood out like dog's balls is how badly West Coast Ruckman scored. Yeah. So, I know they were playing against Steph Martin, who's a, who's a good Ruckman, but Tom Hickey scored 31 and Nathan Vardy scored 17. Yep. And this only gets worse because Tom Hickey had 20 hit outs and Vardy had 14. So, yeah, Vardy's right. managed to score three points not from hit outs <laughs> and Hickey's managed to score 11 points not from hit outs. Oh, that shit. is a disgusting <laughs> night at the office. Yeah. And if you are playing either of those guys, you, I'm worried because yeah. that is just, you know, unacceptable. They need to do a lot more. And, uh, yeah, hopefully no one's had them in their starting side on the weekend. I guess losing loss, it was uh, pretty hard for him and I think they'll be rushing Nick Nack back as soon as well, he's uh, this, fit. Yeah, or so, even... Uh, Keegan Brooksby, whoever they recruited randomly as well. Yeah, might that's be right. a sniff if that's what they're putting up. So, oh dear. Yes, Hef, St Kilda Gold Coast. Yeah, entertaining uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, early Sunday afternoon football. Uh, Jack Loney just picked up uh, where he left off last season with a solid 92. Now, he finished last year with a good run of form mm. and he looked like he's just going back to the well and doing the same thing. So, I reckon you can expect around those, you know, mid-80s from him this year. Um, so, the, keep your eye out for him. And if he's on your waiver wire, it might be a sneaky little pickup yeah. if you play that. Uh, is Jack Nunes back? Um, yeah. yeah, I hope so. But, yeah, he's just finding the ball. Yeah. And, you know, and he showed that... A few years ago and then obviously had the real stinky year last year but he just yeah uh, he, he's obviously putting them together he was racking up the possessions and he, that's just something he wasn't doing last year he's kind of just playing more of a role but now he's just getting touches for fun so yeah hopefully he's back uh will power came out of nowhere for a ton i don't know much about that guy but he looked pretty solid mm. um anthony miles uh made us look silly for riding him off in the jlt he scored 96 yep. uh darcy mcpherson and charlie uh ballard had 96 and 89 respectively uh case do you have an interesting stat there I do. I do very much. So, my man Darcy McPherson had, yeah, nine tackles in that game. Big so, um, that's what we love. Yeah. You know, if you're that small half forward flanker, forward pocket, yeah. nine tackles, because that's something he can do every week. Devin yeah. Smith style. That's how uh, Fritzy scored all his points last year. That's it. You know, obviously racked up a lot of stats, but also had the tackles, which yeah. is just good. 36 points from just chasing blokes around. So exactly. Pretty handy. Uh, and has Jack Bowes arrived, Case? I had 87. You yeah. take that every week as a defender. As a defender, for sure. Yeah. And he started off the game a bit slowly too, yeah. uh, looking at the stats. Yeah, so. I remember. Um, yeah. So, him coming home hot like that is good, especially when uh, Gold Coast really put themselves in the game. I noticed his slow start, and I think at quarter time, I was really looking forward to getting stuck into you after that game, but uh, nah, he uh, came through in the end. 
Thank you, Jack. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't catch the GWS Essendon game. I was coming back from the lovely Riverland in South Australia. But, geez, Stevie Canelio, just 161. That huge. is huge. And obviously, an absolute lock if you got him as your, as your captain. Just some of the other stats that stood out to me. Adam Tomlinson has kind of put, you know, he had a 91 and he puts these games together every now yeah, and he then. Does. And he was rolling through the midfield uh, when I was listening on the radio. So, he's one that, you know, might be a sneaky chance on your waiver wire or one that you might want to play uh, every now and then. Then if he potentially plays a weaker side, Don's shouldn't be a weaker side, but they definitely <laughs> were on the weekend. Um, and yeah, he's just uh, you know putting those numbers together, which is very very interesting. Uh, Brett Delidio had eighty one, so he's continuing on that good JLT form, which is fantastic to see. And just uh, just hold your fire. Harry Perriman did score twenty five, but uh, I did read today had a punctured lung, so yep. um, didn't play much uh, game time there, and um, probably will miss a couple of weeks. But uh, don't get too worried there. And it was just a dirty dirty day for Essendon. Only the one ton, which came from Dyson Heppel. And really, apart from that, there's not much to write home about. Like Andy McGrath and which is all right and Cole Langford 81 but you know you need a lot lot better than that from that side and yeah it's just a bad day to be a bomber <laughs> how were you feeling after the game mate well listening to it on the radio all the way home <laughs> it was just like let's put something else on because this is just absolute garbage you know when we hadn't you know we were just oh I, I felt for you mate I felt for you I'm glad I didn't watch it otherwise this TV <laughs> in my lounge might not be standing anymore through the so window <laughs> would have been and the last game of the round Heifer it was the Fremantle versus North Melbourne yeah so I had a look at this one on a uh, Sunday night I like these Sunday night games actually over mm. in the uh, over in the west there. Yeah. it gives you something to watch on the TV and kicks into the night uh, but yeah Darcy Tucker had 111 points and he's available in a lot of leagues still yeah. so if he's there in yours he's might really cont- and he looked I watched that game too and I got home and he looked he was everywhere like yeah. he forward line having shots on goal kicking goals like he was he looks an actual player this year yeah and uh, Matt Tavenar he always seems to score well for a big man and uh, he had 91 we just got to guess with Hogan coming back there pretty soon we got to see how he affects his scoring so maybe hold five of that one but I don't know every time I watch him and watch him closely mm. he seems to score really well uh, Lockie Schultz was solid on debut with an 83 kicked a few snags uh, Rory Lobb looked dominant uh, 79 and I didn't know this guy could actually manage scores over 60 so good on you Rory Lobb cheers for <laughs> that one uh, Jamie McMillan took heaps of the kickouts for 118 he could actually be a primo to Defender this year, I totally agree. Yeah, he he, he went late in lots of drafts too. Yeah. Like he could be a serious, serious player. And I didn't keep him. Yeah. I dropped him back to the waiver wire. And you run a podcast. I feel sick. <laughs> you disgust me. Sometimes. Uh, Bailey Scott looks like an absolute jet. So mm. besides Walsh, I reckon he looked like the most comfortable rookie out there. He ended up winning the Rising Star nomination yep. this week. He did look very uh, good. Ninety-seven points. Uh, looks like an absolute gun, and I think he's still available in quite a few as well. Yeah. Um, and then just Hall, Demont, Tyson, guys. We were talked up in the preseason, just pretty underwhelming. So, um, yeah. Take what you will of those guys, but I uh, thought I'd just mention that at the end. Yeah, look, those guys I was keeping an eye on, and oh, you got to give them a couple of weeks, I think, and then kind of reassess where they're at. And obviously, they had a bad game anyway, so yep. you know, wait a couple of weeks. Just with a lot of these guys, just you know, hold fire. If you can get a bargain early, go for it. But yep. you know, if you've uh, invested highly in a, in a pick on someone, just don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just yet. And don't be afraid to really talk up the guys who did go large. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Okay, we're going to get stuck into our preview section of the podcast. So each week we're going to look at a few uh, potential captain options. We are going to look at uh, who players, uh, sorry, coaches out there should start or sit uh, going by a few treat, uh, t- uh, tweets. sorry, And we're going to uh, have a look at a few trades that have been made out there in fantasy lands. Again, people that have tweeted us in and uh, kind of assess those. So we'll get stuck into it with the captains. So this week I've picked uh, quite a selection. I've picked 15 different plugs. Mm-hmm. So that way there is a, uh, there's a chance of someone you're having one of these guys in your teams and someone to put the C on. So I guess the obvious one this week is uh, Stephen Canelio. So yep. we can't really look past him after going 151 uh, this uh, sorry last week. Um, a bit of a skewed stat. He does average 104 at Optus Stadium, but I think he's only played there once. So That's still yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then I guess and then he also averages 95 against uh, West Coast throughout his career. So that's something pretty decent. So I reckon if you got him this year again, you ultimate footy projected him to go 123. And we'll think he'll go pretty big as well. Uh, so, Tom Rockliffe uh, is my number two captain option this week. Uh, Kays, you'll be licking your chops with this one. Mm-hmm. So, listen to this. He averages 106 versus uh, versus Carlton and he averages 95 at Adelaide Oval. So, pretty and he, decent numbers And he had there. a pretty stinky year there last year. Exactly. So, yeah. that's 95 um, at Adelaide Oval scoring poorly last year. So, um, yeah, we think he'll go large as well this week. So, he's another one to look at. Uh, Rory Sloan, um, again, averages 100 against uh, Sydney. So, we think he'd be a decent captain option to put the C on. Uh, Tim Taranto as well. So, he's playing up to stadium. Last time he played there, he went for a 114 mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, had a big game this week. I reckon he's just uh, someone who's really taking his game to the next level. Going to be a real leader for uh, GWS. So, Definitely. someone to have a look at. Uh, Travis Boak is a bit of a surprising one. as a forward too, but... Uh, yeah, just going by his numbers last week and his move back to the midfield, um, I guess he averages 92 at Adelaide Oval. Only 80 against Carlton, but uh, we think he'll actually beat up on the uh, on the Carlton mids this weekend, especially going by last week's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pelly is another big one. So we think this guy's back uh, after last week. He averages uh, 102 at the MCG. And uh, yeah, Ultimate Footy's got him projected at 118. So we'll think he'll go, yeah, probably bigger than that actually just going by last week. If he plays midfield, he scores. Yeah, exactly. That's why we just got to keep our fingers crossed and hopefully he doesn't get shoved forward. Yeah. Uh, Trelaw is another good one for us. Um, he averages 104 at the G and uh, yeah, 95 against uh, Richmond there. So we think he'll go pretty big as well. Uh, Jack McRae is an obvious one. He's We've got to throw him in there. Um, plays against uh, Hawthorne and uh, yeah, averages 115 at the G. So mm-hmm. that's a that's, that's a big a number. Very juicy. Yep. So get on him. Crouch, you know, he's, he's Matt Crouch. He just gets the pill. Yep. Uh, I think teams just let him actually rack it up. So um, just... Just don't be afraid to stick the C on him if you've got him. Bradley Hill's a bit of a left field one, but uh, yeah, he averages uh, 110 at Metricon. So again, I don't know how many games he's played there, but uh, he's someone that jumped up into our calculations when we're just looking at these numbers. So he's a bit of a left field one if you're really struggling and don't have anyone. Um, he could be someone that gets you out of jail there. Uh, Jake Lloyd playing at the SCG. Those kick out numbers are really going to boost his fantasy scores this year, I think. So yep. he scored 50 points in a quarter on the weekend. So geez, if you had to see on him last week, you would have been loving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paddy Dane. Dangerfield is another one. He averages uh, 109 at uh, the uh, GM BS, BHS, whatever it's bloody called down in Geelong. Geelong Stadium. Yeah, that's it. Cardinia uh, Park. Yep, Cardinia Park. So 110 down there. So, you know, nothing to sneeze at. So don't be afraid to put the C on him. Uh, Cripps, this is a crazy stat actually. He averages 117 against Port Adelaide. So, you know, must only a short... Up, must beat up on shit teams. Well, the thing is... <laughs> thanks, Kay. Thanks for that one. Uh, but the thing is, like, he wouldn't have played... 
you know, most of these numbers, like, you know, they, they include their early career scores. So, he must have had too many shit scores early in his career mm. to actually be averaging these kind of numbers um, right now. So, again, another one we think is going to be decent. And I think he averages 101 at Adelaide Oval too. So, yeah, um, so yeah that's another another good one. Um, yeah, so we'll go from uh, Christian Salen's a bit of a left field one. But with those kickouts, I can just see him just, you know, it's funny because – no one's stopping him. No one's stopping any of these guys when they're kicking out. We saw it yeah. with Jamie McMillan as well. We saw it with Jay Lloyd. No one actually stops these guys. No one actually mans well, let them have it. Yeah, you, you can't. can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't even try. So they just walk out willy nilly and kick the ball and get you three points every time. Mm. Uh, Justin Westoff's another one in his two fiftieth that we think he could stand up. Could really beat week. up on Carlton. Yeah, exactly. Um, he seems to like his milestone games as well. So we'll uh, have to wait and see. He's never won one. Did you see that today? No, I didn't see that. He's, I know he's lost his well debut. Then. Yeah, lost fifty hundred one fifty. 200 oh, so yeah. if you lose to Carlton yeah he <laughs> can't he's not allowed to play in his 300 Poor guy. yeah um, alright and then uh, Dom Sheed's the last one who we think's taken to the next level and oh, uh, yeah. yeah should go big this week so hopefully you've got a captain option out of those two so they're, they're the guys we recommend this week the top 15 anyway I guess it's not hard to rank 15 I guess it's ranked in order but it's not hard to pick 15 guys who might go big if you know shooting fish in a barrel you should uh, get one or two there yeah. but uh, yeah we'll answer a few uh, I guess questions that we've had uh, tweeted in about questions so Kays who would you go this week Gorn Rockliffe or Trelaw? Very, very good question. Um, I'm thinking... Rocky, surely. Surely well, this would be easy. Against Carlton, yes, yeah. of course. But then you go... Um, then you go that Gorn is playing against um, Geelong. So, that, you know, who's their right? You know, Zach... Yeah, true. You know, um, sorry, Reece Stanley. Like, it's not it's not necessarily a hard beat either. Yeah. And then finally, you've got Trelaw, and he's just on fire at the moment. But you know, against against Richmond, it might be it might be tough. So I'd be going Rocky just because of the uh, the easy beat option against uh, Carlton. Yep. All right. Thanks to at SDU for that question. Uh, at Arbright nineteen, should I whack the C on Crips or Rocky this week, boys? Uh, thinking the pig has the biggest ceiling, but Crips is a good safe option. Uh, you can't go wrong, I don't think. Put on any of one of them, they're going to go pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, not a yeah. It's a tough decision for the weapon, but not. I'd really probably a go. Tough I'd decision. probably go Rocky yeah. because I think. His floor is not going to be super low and his potential to go big. It depends on like who you're playing and if you really need a big score from your captain to potentially get over the line. Yeah, throw the throw it at Rocky. At the end of the day, it's early in the season. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't cost you the game, but uh, it could really um, cement your win for that week. For sure. Uh, from at P-R-O-T-F-T-W. Big game coming up against uh, this week, sorry, against the big rival Crips, Sheed or Angus Brasher as captain. He's leaning towards Sheed, but can see the Melbourne man bouncing back at the Cattery. Um, I'd be going Crips over all those guys just mm-hmm. from those numbers we looked at before. But uh, yeah, I think either, either any of those are going to be solid uh, captain options. Yeah, I think you can almost, you know, while West Coast are playing GWS, Sheet at home also is quite tasty for me. Yep. And uh, Bob Sakamano Jr. is asking Grundy, Neil, Dusty or Oliver. Who do you think, Case? Man, Oliver. Yep. Uh, Grundy, I just want to – He's there's something just not quite right about him, it doesn't seem. So, yeah. give him a week and Lucky Neil's still finding his feet and I'm still not sold on Dusty just bouncing back to those big numbers at the moment. Either. I think I did read that uh, Grundy usually goes big against Richmond and I think uh, they'll only probably play the one ruck as mm. well. So, I'd probably lean – I'd probably give Grundy another go but uh, then probably Oliver after that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Alright, before we move on to the start or sit segment of the podcast, uh, we're just going to take a moment to thank our Patreon subscribers. So if you're not aware, uh, the Patreon group uh, is basically um, a bunch of people that support the podcast financially and in return we reward them with some uh, bonus content, so including mini episodes and uh, exclusive stats and things like that. So new this week, we've got uh, the Waiver Wire uh, mini episodes. They drop on Monday nights, which is basically just me rambling on a Monday night for 10 minutes uh, telling you uh, who I think you should pick up off your waiver wires and uh, we've also got the projections which launched last week um, the numbers were a little low last week and we've kind of uh, tweaked those to be a little bit more accurate uh, with that as well it's a piece of art that continually <laughs> exactly. exactly exactly we've got to develop our model and uh, get it mm-hmm. right for you guys so we're always working hard here we're always trying to improve um, coming soon though we've got uh, some state league fantasy scores uh, so if you're wondering how your guys are going in the twos and how close they are to getting a call up we'll have all their stats so again you can get these by visiting you know 20 or 30 different web pages and adding up the fantasy scores yourselves but what we do is we uh, we'll put it all together for you and make sure it's in one handy little package for you guys to access it's worth the two dollars a month just for that exactly if you're serious about your keeper leg you need to know how your boys are going in the twos yeah exactly all right so we as always we uh, welcome our new patrons so this week joined up is uh troy crisp Stephen mann Adam Robinson, Max Well, Christopher Hedges, and George Donatsis. So, thanks to all those guys who signed up this week. All right, Kays, on to the start or sit segment. So, basically, you tweet us through the guys that you're not sure whether you should chuck on the bench or chuck them on your field, and we'll help you make your decision. So, who's first, Kays? At Arms, Ryan needs to start two of Tom Lynch, uh, Richmond, Ruffy, Shawnee, uh, not Sean Higgins, Jack Higgins. <laughs> oh, it could have been. Could have been Sean. Yeah. I think start Sean Higgins. Yeah. <laughs> um, or Shane Edwards. So, what are your thoughts there, Heffy? Um, Lynch and Higgins for me. Mm. Uh, I like Lynch on the G. Uh, I reckon he's desperate to kind of make an impression at his new club. And he did that last week, but I reckon he wants to build on that. And uh, Higgins as well. Um, I don't know. In, in terms of when you're comparing to Ruffy and uh, Shane, uh, Titch Edwards, I think it's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, big time. Uh, Ruffy's just started again slowly, which is not yeah, good for, yeah, for no, anything. So not for me. Higgins is on the up. All righty. Next one is at B Holes 3. He has Buddy and Green, but is tempted to start Snags Higgins and Jimmy Cousins over them as the other two find form. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't know. It's always tempting. I guess Well, it's, you always want to play Buddy and Green because they could always go big. But mm. uh, knowing that Buddy doesn't train anymore and as how rubbish he looked uh, on yeah. the weekend, I'm, I'm probably tempted to bench Buddy. I'd probably give Green another go coming back. Uh, but, yeah, look, Cousins played so well, scored that 98 last week. And then Higgins, you know, with a solid 80, um, he could. they could – I reckon they'll probably will, like, score more than – buddy this week yeah um, but it's a big call to bench a star like Franklin as well could just as well you know with Crows um, not having any key defenders really at the moment or you no know, decent ones really playing um, you know they, he could he could go big so I don't know it could backfire big time but Jeezy yeah. did look very scratchy in the bits that I saw on Saturday night yeah um, yeah I'm big Jimmy Cousins man and they're only playing the dogs so you know it shouldn't be uh, on the G too so it shouldn't be uh, I, I'm expecting similar numbers from Cousins again this week I'd probably go, yeah, Buddy and Cousins, and oh, but Green is, oh, I don't know, it's a, t- oh, Jesus, a tough one, half. Yeah, I know. Um, I'd, I'd definitely play Green, and it's a toss up for Buddy, I think. Okay. All right, Kays, what's the next one? At Snap Biddy, love that hashtag. Uh, love that at whatever it's called. <laughs> That's what Twitter does. Username, username, yeah. 
Good work, Snap Biddy. <laughs> Do I start Higgins, Papley, or Setterfield? Jeez, everyone's drafted Higgins this year. It's amazing. A lot of Higgins questions. Yeah. Uh, I'd be Higgins. Um, Papley was pretty good uh, with that 92. Setterfield, still building, but Higgins just, there's something about him, and he does have that pedigree, which we've always talked about. I'd be more inclined to go with uh, Higgins over Papley this week. Um, yeah, look. Sydney are playing the Crows. Yeah. I don't think he'll get as much potential easy ball as he might have against the the Dogs last week, even though they didn't win. But, yeah, I'll be looking towards Higgins. I quickly just had a look at the Keeper League projections there, and it's got a handy little search function up the top right-hand corner that you mm-hmm. can type in the name. So, and, look there. And we've got uh, Higgins projected to score the most out of those this week. So. Sweet. We're yeah. on the ball. Yeah. And at Raw's 87, uh, I took Darcy McPherson with a late pick in my keeper league. Well done to you, sir. And he's repaid the faith by dropping a 96. I didn't play him this week, but I'm thinking about putting him in this week. Would you play him or monitor his progress for a few more weeks? Depends entirely on who you're kind of he's competing with, I guess. He didn't really give us much to uh, take a look at, but uh, I'd definitely be giving a chance, especially if you're uh, you know, a weaker side you know, down the lower end. You've got nothing to lose. You might as well uh, chuck him on and have a look. Well, I played him last week and I was very happy managed to sneak in and get that 96 for me. And you're one of the flag favourites, Kay. So. Mate, well, yeah, I picked the 96 playing player, you know, win. That's what I mean. Yeah. So. Um, Darcy McPherson, and they're playing Fremantle this weekend at home. So yeah. I think that probably suits him for another decent score. Yeah, I agree. I'm quite keen on him. And look, if we're going to have our own sit and start questions, I want to know, do I actually start bloody Charlie Kerno after last week's game? All right, Kays, give me a second here and I'll have a look at uh, what he's projected for in the Keeper League rankings. So, Charlie Kernel, you've got him projected to go about 78, but he does uh, average 94 against Port Adelaide. So, mm. And 92 at Adelaide Oval. So, I think that's probably from one game, actually. It's probably from well, one. It can't be, actually, if it's uh, maybe two games, one against, one against the Crows. But so, he dominates. Yeah, it does well at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, he just looked a bit scratchy last week and thank God we had the loophole in play where I could leave him on a bench on that Thursday night. So, it means he didn't play for me. But now I've got a decision because it's kind of him on that Darcy McPherson style. So, uh, it'll be very interesting to see uh, what I do. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing your lineup come uh, tomorrow night. Yes. Rightio, we're moving on to the trade review section of the pod. So, basically, similar to what it is with start and sit, throw us, uh, you know, your trade reviews, trade proposals, what people are throwing at you. We'll run you through what we think about them. So, the first one is from at Pod Miller. The trade involved Don's Small Goods Sending. James Sicily, Jared Lyons, Justin Westhoff, Bashar Huli, and Adelaide's Tom Lynch to Captain Awesome for Ollie Wines, Zach Williams, Connor Blakely, Corey Ellis, and Archie Smith. Who wins? FYI, it's a keeper leg. Oh, look, I think they're probably almost both winners. Don Smallgood's clearly in terms of total points, and I think this year is yep. the winner there. But if it's a keeper leg, and I'm assuming that uh, Don Smallgood's is you know trying to flag up this year and Captain Awesome's just kind of getting ready for the future, mm. I reckon that trade's almost a win-win with maybe Don Smallgood just ahead. Um, but, yeah, it's not, the, it's not the worst for Captain Awesome. No, well, if you look at it, you know, Sicily, your Lions are still young. Lynch is mid-age. Hooli's probably – Hooli and Westhoff are on the, you know, yeah. final twilight years of their career. But, yeah. you know, everyone in that other trade, with the Wines, Williams, Blakely, Ellis, Smith, yeah. all young, especially, yeah. you know, Archie Smith. You know, there's been plenty of talk about him taking over the reins from Steph Martin soon. You know, yeah. it would be good to see Corey Ellis hopefully get a game this week yep. uh, coming in for the the injured Ainsworth. And, you know, Blakely's obviously a star. Williams can play and Wines is good. So, look, if we're talking this year, yes, definitely uh, the Dons. But if uh, we're talking long term, it's probably, you know, pretty yeah. good trade. Maybe Dons, just, Don Small goes just ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at Groundskeep five. I traded picks two and three for one and six. <laughs> this I, is a he cr- took 
Sam Walsh and uh, Clark. Yeah, that's a crazy trade. You're the big winner there. Mm. Uh, well done. I wonder who went at two and three. It would be good to know. Yeah, yeah. probably Smith and Haley. But uh, just on getting yeah. the opportunity to get Sam Walsh is oh yeah, you just take that genius. You Jump know, at that. How well good done. He's been playing, and then yeah, Clark looks a real star for Geelong too. Yeah. So, um, well done to you, the groundskeep five. You are a, a trading god. All right, uh, Skip McFly at twenty three. So one burglar offered me Jack Ross, Xavier O'Halloran, uh, Will Hayes for Brody Smith, uh, and he was serious. So I counted with Jack's deal and haven't heard from him since. Ha ha. Sounds like a bloke that we trade with quite frequently <laughs> in our league. Um, yeah, mate. Hold firm. Brody Smith looks set for a good year. I don't think he's even considering this one. Oh, yeah, I know. But like, who is Jack Ross and who is Xavier O'Halloran? Like, yeah. I know Will Hayes is quite handy, but didn't play the first round. If you didn't mention that was serious, I thought it'd be a joke. Um, but it's I love hearing about these. I love hearing about these crazy trades, so they can you know make you have a good laugh. So we might try to feature one of these each week if someone could send them through. So yeah, keep them coming because they're pretty funny. And good work on the counter because Jack Steele was going to be a superstar. Skip. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the listener tweets. All right, on to our favourite segment of the week. We get to listen to your uh, thoughts and ideas and your questions and, uh, yeah, have a, have a think about your teams and how we could uh, help you improve those. So, Kays, first question this week is from at Boy 5 What do you guys think about Jake Kelly? 91 in JLT1 and 20-odd uh, disposals on the weekend. Jake Kelly is one that I think, we obviously talked about it earlier, but I think he can actually start putting some scores together. You know, had that mid-70 on the weekend. The Crows obviously like to have the player that, that or the role uh, that Tom Duda delivers, which is that intercept marker, and he's the one that's likely to do it because if you think they need to replace him, so obviously someone else has to come in. Yep. Otten and um, Hardigan aren't that attacking, no, hot-minded no. kind of players. Whereas no. Kelly's, Negating players. Yeah, and Kelly's got the skills um, and probably has the flair to, to kind of replace Duda. They obviously got it all well, quite well oiled, you know, with Miller and um, uh, Smith and Laird. Laird and all that there. So I think... I think Kelly's the one that could be the player. So if you've got him, I reckon he'd be he can be quite valuable. And if you can kind of sneak him in, you know, at this stage with, you know, maybe catching a couple of people off guard, he might be one that could, uh, you know, have some fruition. Yeah, later. you could definitely do a lot worse. I just worry about the amount of points going around that Crow's defence. Like, there's no way you're going to have Miller, Laird, Smith, and uh, you know, Luke Brown um, when he comes back. All yeah. those guys, you know, and then Jake Kelly on top of yeah. that. Uh, you know, not they're not all going to be scoring tons each week. So Brown's probably the one where yeah, but he's still a while off too. So yeah, you know, for the so short he's the one term. that probably affects him the most when he comes back. But uh, yeah, I yeah, um, know oh he might get a few sneaky kick ins as well. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, watch closely over the next few weeks. I wouldn't be just jumping to start him on my field just yet. But uh, yeah, have a look at him. Yeah. Next question is from at Mitchell Bagley three. Separate the false profits. Pro- separate the false profits for us, please. Whose score should we believe in and whose is a one-hit wonder? Hef, who have you got down? Believe in the Warpedo. <laughs> I think he's the real deal. Um, he just, I don't know, it wasn't so much the scoring as well, like, you know, just looking from a fantasy perspective. It was just the way he kind of carried himself. Like, he looked like he was yep. really ready to step up in Tom Mitchell's absence. He kind of looked like a leader out there. Um, and I think he's, like, got the confidence. I don't think he's really shy of any confidence. So, I reckon he can kind of do that sort of scoring each week, I reckon. Yep. Uh, for me, I reckon a one-hit wonder might be Cam McCarthy. Um, you know, key forwards, you know what I think about him. But, uh, you know, he might have a few good scores here and there. And who knows, Freo could have 
have actually turned a corner. We'll have to wait and see. But with Hogan coming back and then, you know, he's got Lob in there as well, you know, they're going to steal points off each other. So I don't see him doing that each week. But, um, yeah, in my redraft league, he did get picked up in the waiver. So, you know, he had a little bit of a snigger at that. But, you know, I could well be wrong. Yeah, it's Jack Graham from Richmond for me. So 106 against Carlton on the weekend. Uh, 23 touches, 16 of those being kicks, which is what we love. We love the high kick to handball ratio. You know, seven marks, six tackles, didn't even kick a goal on the weekend. I think he's the one that they've got pegged to ta- come into that midfield and be the next wave coming through. Yep. You know, behind Koch. And he's one that, yeah, as I was quite keen on. I just wanted to know where he came back from in the preseason injury. And I think he's ready to absolutely fire this year. So he's one that uh, definitely, definitely looks the goods. Yep. The one I am probably a bit unsure about and it you know pains me to say it is actually um my boy christian salem yeah i think 128 is a magnificent score but i'm just not sure if that's going to happen every week that's my thing so if you've got him yeah you know no way would you be trading him and i think he's gonna be a great commodity this year but i'm just a bit you know just don't worry about him yeah getting those kind of scores he's still that you know 90 ish back to me. I'm surprised you're saying it and I can, I can't understand because I don't think you saw the game because you're out mm. playing golf and probably winning trophies again. But uh, nah, these, those kick out, um, I don't see them going away for him. So I think yeah. you, you're kind of safe with him. I don't think 120 each week, but I reckon you're going to, you know, he's going to be a, a solid keeper defender by the end of the year. Oh, 100%. Well, I kept yeah. him this year and like, that's, you know. You know, it could be mid 80s to 90s. I'm yeah. saying. Well, Brad Ebert had 109. What do we expect from him? Him every week. You yeah, know? exactly. Is that is that the same thing? You know. Yeah. Um, well, I guess because uh, he's one of that. Another had another big role change. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah, I kind yeah. of bring him up. You yeah. Know? Um, I don't know. I didn't really notice him as much up forward. So, but uh, yeah, he was actually he was scoring well. Now I think of it. Yeah. And I'm just trying to think of. Well, uh, he the one goal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I'm just trying to you know being at the game, it's a bit harder to kind of notice where they are at all the times. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see how he goes with that as well. But apart from that, there were no. Real guys that I looked at and went oh you know you're not worthy of being in the top 10 probably apart from McCarthy yeah you know Will Powell you know we don't really know much about him from uh, Gold Coast but you probably can't expect that from him every week but mm. saying that there's only 1% people draft him and now all of a sudden he's 51% owned so yeah you know he's probably <laughs> he's probably gone in your league if he was there but you know 103 from him each week probably not really reliable either yeah Next question is from at Stained Chodes. Oh, wow. <laughs> what can I expect from Constable this year? Um, I reckon around the 80 mark, I think, yeah, 80 to mid-80s. Could go higher though, but uh, I guess we just have to wait and see. What do you think, guys? Yeah, I th- that's the, probably the mark. I know I was, yeah. good, I was happy to see him score that first round, yeah. especially against the good side. So, um, yeah, he could potentially have the games that go higher, but it wouldn't surprise me if he you know, pulls out a few 60s and that kind of thing as most you know, first-year players, first players do. I know he's a second-year player, but uh, we've just had a really um, strong draft coming in. I think we could actually see the a rise of rookie scoring. It seemed like back in the day there was always a few rookies that would you know, go out and get your 80s, your 90s, close to 100s. Like, you know, and, and I think that kind of dropped away over the few years with the change in the game style. But now I think the new kind of the way the game's been played this year, it allows rookies just to have a bit more time out there and a little bit more space to make some decisions, get some kicks, get some touches and play into the game. So I'm hoping that this year and, and added, you know, with the strength of the draft that we do see a few of these younger guys actually step up. Well, I did hear a stat that this uh, first round was the second most ever debutants for clubs yeah. in round one, you know, ever. Like I think yeah. a couple of years ago, there was quite a large number two and that includes, you know, new new players to clubs. But, yeah, yeah. you know, you're thinking about the, the quality of kids that are coming in this draft and there were lots of first-year players playing on the weekend. Yeah. So maybe clubs are more, you know, happy to give these guys a, a go straight away instead of just keeping them in the, in the you know, Magoos for a while. So, yeah. you know, even someone like the Crows, you know, playing Chase Jones early, Geelong, you know, blooding young kids early. And, you know, they're, they're sides who have, you know, 
usually kind of left their their kids mature for for a bit, but you know all of a sudden we're seeing them out first round. So yeah, um, yeah, it could be the one where we actually get some good scores out of the, the first year kids. Yep. At Blackson, what do you do if two of your keepers won't play AFL in twenty nineteen? Rebuild or huddle in a corner and cry? Asking for a mate. <laughs> uh, chin up, mate. It's a uh, it's a long season, and you never know when good luck will strike. I guess I'd written my team off at the end of last year. I lost. Um, can't remember who it was. I had Barlow not getting a game. I had Heath Shaw go out with a knee injury, and Goddard also go out with a knee injury. Luckily, Goddard came back the next week, and then Barlow ended up playing in a grand final. But you know, there were stages where I thought my season was completely gone, yeah. and then you know, just got hot at the right time and came through. So you know, you never know what's going to happen. So don't give up. Um, I guess uh, if you think it might be a bit early to start the rebuild. Build, but you know maybe yeah. wait till mid-season but just, for now you, know, you just wait yeah. a bit but you Pump know if you, if you think about um you know the players who played well on the weekend that you probably might not have thought that you could have drafted late you know someone like you darcy mcpherson you would have got him late and yeah. then all of a sudden if they can be that maybe not 96 every week but an 80 averaging forward you know shit well that's not the worst thing that's happened to you so yeah. it doesn't take much especially when you've got a really long list yeah that, you someone know, to pop someone, up and someone just, comes yeah. out the woodwork and ends up being a decent scorer and you know might get you to the finals so most of this um, game's luck we harp on about you know we, we try to make it sound like we're experts and stuff but geez at least half of it's luck out there so <laughs> yeah um well good luck mate <laughs> good <laughs> luck hopefully it uh, turns around for you at Leon Lacornu, can Matt Tabernard keep up his form? Yeah, worried about Jesse Hogan coming back. Mm. And like I said, every time I seem to watch him, he does well. So maybe I just need to keep watching him. Um, but yeah, I'm just worried about Hogan. But that again, I reckon he can be a decent, you know, 70 plus scorer. He's definitely developed into his body because it was a few years ago where he was playing quite regularly and just like hardly scored or would just, you know, um, get your 40s, 50s and that kind of thing. Like yep. if you look back, 2015 averaged 42 from 14 games and 2016, 61 from 17 games. Yeah. You know, it was really only last year where he had a couple of really hot games, um, you know, scoring 90s and 70s and 80s and actually looked the goods and then, um, you know, had the inter- injury interrupted mid-season. But, you know, he's 25. He's obviously well and truly part of their yeah, yeah. their their future because, you know, they're playing him, McCarthy, yeah. Hogan. But, yeah, as you said, there are a few guys to feed up there. So, it just depends how it happens. But, you know, he he's one that, you know, I wouldn't be writing off to drop off horribly but yeah you know could could be like a handy 80 average forward because he gets around the ground quite nicely yeah and final question is from at mp punchy do i give merit another week to prove himself or bench him for harms or hall um yeah i would probably give merit another week there was some pretty uh shocking footage of some of his efforts on the weekend come out on Twitter today um, that was shared around a fair bit so um, I think he'll take a look at that and go geez I need to need to look, make a you know better impression next week and pick up my game so I wouldn't be surprised if he does come out and uh, does pump out something half decent but again we saw him start slow last season so and then he come good eventually so I don't know I'd give another week and uh, before you kind of pull the pin on him what do you think Kays as an Essendon supporter? His uh, chasing efforts look like someone playing C grade who just kind of pulled up stumps at 2 o'clock the night before yeah it looked very familiar actually just uh, <laughs> the old one arm out oh, nah, he, uh, yeah i wasn't so quick for me. i <laughs> wasn't quite impressed watching that stuff but I, I didn't see all the games so i don't want to judge him too harshly but if you're looking for a bounce back they're playing st kilda and yes st kilda had a win on the weekend but by no world no. Uh, no means are they world beaters they struggled so if there's one one team that can kind of play you back into form you know look at the, the scores from the gold coast game lots of those guys scored quite well um and their gold coast who weren't expecting to score a lot so you know if there's one team who you could potentially you know just pinch a good 
good game out of uh, nowhere. It'd be them. And if you're talking about, you know, bringing on harms, you know, they've got Geelong, which are never a tough, never a tough uh, assignment. And Hall. Never a tough or never an easy assignment? Never an easy assignment, sorry. And, you know, <laughs> and while Hall is playing Brisbane, but, you know, they looked all right. So I'd just give him one more week, especially against the Saints. Yeah, definitely. All right, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. So I guess we'll give a few things a plug. Uh, first up, you can check out our website, uh, keepyourleaguepod.com.au. All our projections and all our stats and everything are up there. But they're also available on uh, our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash keeperleaguepod. Uh, follow us on our socials um, at keeperleaguepod on Facebook and Twitter. And I guess we're still looking for reviews, uh, Kays. Uh, none of us, uh, we were sorry, we didn't get a, uh, we didn't get a review you again so that's two weeks in a row so that's pretty sad so you know if you're out there if you're listening if you like the show those reviews really help us kind of climb up the ladder and climb up the ranks I guess uh, mm. in the podcast world so if you could uh, be so kind as to give us a give us a rating whatever you think we're worth and maybe leave a little bit of a comment about what you think of the show that'd be fantastic mm. but in good news Hef it's not all doom and gloom oh isn't it the the pro keeper league thing we set up to oh. as a bit of a tool yes Guess who were the two top scorers in the league this week? I don't know, Kays. You tell me. It was Hef and Kays. All so, right, you so. know, <laughs> we might talk absolute shit and sound like we're not. Um, it might have been luck too, but you know, when yeah. I suppose when Steve Kinnealio scores and I had Rocky so. as keeper uh, yeah. as the captain, it kind of helps. But yeah. uh, but uh, it's been good fun. So good luck for this week. Uh, hopefully the uh, team gods, you know produce uh, fantasy-friendly sides for you, you know, whether you need someone to play ruck or forward or, you know, just we had a bloke in another keeper league put out a donut in his first week. Yeah, well, that's disgusting. That let's, not, let's not go there. All right, good luck, listeners, and, uh, yeah, again, hopefully you score well this week and take it easy.